Hey, thanks for hanging out with us. We're Mixed Mornings. It's me, Nikki, Whip, and Violetta. And this is our podcast where we discuss, you know, very important things like soup. Is it a meal? It's not a stew. It's not a chili. It's not a gumbo. It's a soup. Is it a meal? I say yes. We think we finally got a definitive answer for you. I'll tell you what else, too. Sometimes people celebrate, but they don't know how to celebrate responsibly and safely, and they end up breaking something like furniture or themselves. We'll tell you more about that. Oh, no. Well, I know that Nikki doesn't know how to make rice, and a lot of other people don't know how to make things as well. So you have to listen. My brother says soup is not a meal. Right. But stew is. Which, again, kind of judging by that quote, here's that potato. You got yourself a stew. Yeah. But, so that um, would not be a meal. Well, so that would be a meal if you make a, a stew out so of it. So you're saying, like, yeah. the potatoes, the difference? What about potato soup? That's funny because when I was growing up, we had chunky soup, or I yeah. think they still do. But their slogan is or was the soup that eats like a meal, which lends itself to the idea that the soup in and of itself is not a meal, but this is like a meal. Yeah. Because yeah, you need something substantial. You yeah. know, you put that soup in a bread bowl and now we're talking. Oh. But you eat just the soup. I don't I don't know. know. Yesterday, my yeah. lunch was a vegetable barley soup. Right. A big bowl of it. Yeah. It was delicious. Did you have any bread on the side? No. Toast? No. Crackers? No. But it was good. Yeah, I would I say. I did a little Parmesan on it. Well, you know what okay, I mean? Yeah. Like, but it's, so that was my meal, a soup. It wasn't a stew. It wasn't a chili. It was just a flat out soup. Not so, even one saltine cracker dipped in there? Maybe, but I didn't count it. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know that the saltine crackers could make the difference. Still, that, that still makes it a meal. I mean, that's just a little side, to but To me, it's the still crackers in the soup just are another thing thrown in the soup, but it's still a soup either way, right? right? Yeah. So it's either a meal or not as a soup. All right, so we need we need help because yeah. it is it is uh, very divided here in the studio. We need to solve this thing <laughs> once and for all. So we'll take some texts. How about that? Yeah, I think we, uh, who, whichever... Uh, Meal, not a meal. Right. Soup. Meal, not a meal. And, and then whichever... are, we're not even like touching chili and stew. They're they're in their own world. Is that what we're saying? Well, I think they're different, right? I, I think so. I think they're not soup. Okay. So uh, so we'll stick with soup. Soup, meal, yeah. not a meal. Because those I think you would say are meals. They're closer to meals. Yeah. Sure. But okay. soup itself, something however you define soup, I think we all know soup when we see it, right? Yep. Is that a meal or not? My brother defiantly says no. Okay. Soup is not a meal. Stew is. Chili is. Soup is not. I say soup is. And Violetta, right. you're, you're, you're on the soup is not a meal train. Yeah. I'm, I can't eat just soup and think that that's a meal. Like, I'm going to be hungry. I need something else. Soup, salad, breadsticks. Now we're talking. Okay. But just the soup, I can't. Okay. It's not a meal for me. And Whip, you're on my you're on my side, right? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm with it. You're it it certainly is eligible to be a meal. Soup. Yeah. <laughs> That's the most whip way to put that. It's it is correct. eligible to be a meal. Yeah, I'm okay. not saying that it can't be an appetizer, can't be a side, but I think soup also certainly can be the star of the show. No All right. Question. We want to hear uh, your opinion, the the raging debate in here. 60123, text us, meal or not a meal. We didn't know which way to go, so we took a bunch of texts to 60123 and had you answer the question, is soup a meal? An overwhelming amount of texts coming through. Okay. Oh, good, good, yeah, good. This so is what we hope for. many opinions out good. here. Um, so, do you, I'm not going to tell you the exact percentages yet. I'm just going to read some of these off. So, yeah. 219 says, a cup is a starter, a bowl is a meal. Hey, oh my I'm, God. I, I'm down with that. Oh, yes. my God. All right. Okay. Uh, um, we have... It is definitely a meal. There's proteins and veggies in there. Mm. My husband said that soup doesn't fill him up, so he's with Violetta, not a meal. Depends if you have a loaf of bread on the side, if it's a meal or not. Yeah. But so these are some of the different just kind of breaking it down. Meat, 
portion size. If a lot you're of doing variables. Your, yes, a lot of variables. But overall, I would say about 98% of people say that soup is a meal. Oh, oh wow. There we go. Like, that is much higher than there, I thought. There's like four texts that agree with me. Wow. Do you hear Nicholas? Do you hear me? <laughs> My brother? Yep. Soup is a meal. There we go. His wife is going to be so happy. Because seriously, it's now become a sticking point with us where when they come visit us, we make soup just to spite him and for her. <laughs> and we'll be, he'll be like, what else do we have? And we're like, it's soup. It's, it's soup. It's soup. soup meal. You I don't want, know what to tell you. More soup. We'll give you another bowl. No yeah. problem. You'll be full eventually. Put I a mean, potato yeah. in there. Now it's a stew. Totally. Whatever you want to call it. There's I don't just care. so many stores, even if you think about it, like soup stores. Like the Seinfeld episode. The like, soup box. Yeah, the soup box downtown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Panera has a lot of soup. So... I know. I get it, but I don't get it. We have put the question to bed for all of society forever. Thank you, mixed listeners. (laughs) Trending on Twitter. Trending on Twitter. So, Peacock, in at number three, Peacock debuted the first look at the anticipated dramatic reimagining of the classic Will Smith sitcom, simply titled Bel Air. The series stars uh, Jabari Banks. Jabari? Jabari Banks. mm -hmm. Jabari Banks. um, As the new Will, so he gets himself into some trouble we know in Philadelphia, and then he's sent to live with his aunt and uncle in a wealthy neighborhood on the West Coast. Can I ask us, this is a random question, but it has to do with Will Smith, and I just thought of this the other day. Have he and the Fresh Prince ever reunited and done music? Like, he did this, for people who aren't familiar with Will Smith's, you know, sort of start of his fame, right, even before the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, he was a rapper, and it was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He did kind of like pop rap songs, Parents Just Don't Understand, Nightmare on My Street, that kind of thing. Summertime, huge. Summertime, yeah. yeah. Like, have they ever reunited? Because I can't picture Will Smith at this point actually going up on a stage being Will Smith and doing those songs. I don't know if they've done songs, but I know DJ Jazzy Jeff did show up in that reunited the show. Oh, right. Because remember, he had a character in, on Fresh Prince. On Fresh Prince. Okay. So he shows up in that. Yeah. But outside of that, I don't know. Yeah. Because I feel like everybody reunites at some point, uh, but I don't know that they have or haven't. But I think that would be fascinating to see like a 55 year old Will Smith singing those songs. I don't know. <laughs> You'll have to see if he makes an appearance on Bel Air. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's how the, the, the it's it's being sold now, right? Like, much more drama. Yeah, a lot more drama. The original is really popular, and this remake looks like it's going to be promising as well. In at number two, beloved and hated Millennial Pink. So that kicked off a trend of generational colors in 2016, <laughs> they say. Um, everything was pretty much baby pink, and gender lines were blurred. So everybody was wearing pink. Um, shortly after that, Gen Z Yellow emerged, reflecting a desire for change and big, bold personalities to stand out. And that is Gen Z, is it not? Mm-hmm. Um, now, undertones mark a, a new color for the year. And does anyone want to guess what it is? Uh, purple-ish. Lilac. Fuchsia. Okay, you guys are very right. It is purple. Um, it's called Perry, Very Perry, and it's bright, adventurous, and hopeful. So I guess that's what Gen Xers are. Yeah, I'll just keep wearing black. What? That's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. always in style. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it at number one, the second official trailer for the upcoming Netflix documentary series about Kanye West called a Kanye trilogy, um, Genius. It's, that's what it's called, uh, dropped on Monday. Um, and this time, viewers got a peek at the 20-year journey. Yeah, they've been making this, I guess, getting the footage for 20 years to tell the story of the superstar rapper and fashion mogul. The footage kicks off in this uh, trailer in New York in 02. And Ye, as he goes by now, is mm-hmm. having a friendly back-and-forth conversation with uh, Rhymefest. 
So Rhymefest flat out asked him, hey, who are you to call yourself a genius? And Ye just flashes a big old smile to the camera and says, you wait. Wow. And when was that? Like, I mean, what, that was recorded for, within the 20 years? Uh, or that's yeah, recent? that was in 02. 02. 20, 2002. Okay. 2002. Wow. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that anymore. How do you say that year? 2002? Yeah, because now we say 2022. <laughs> like, we've been saying 20s for so long. I'm like, how do you say that? That's pretty crazy. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Oh, I know, right? So, uh, that whole documentary, if you want to see it, The Genius Kanye West, is on Netflix on February 16th. So, it's right around the corner. Chicago's favorite way to wake up. Mix mornings. Weekday mornings, 530 till 10. Today's variety, 101.9 The Mix. Sometimes it's more fun to celebrate in your house. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome. Awesome to be there, right, but it's right, hard right. to be there, obviously for a lot of reasons. But when you like celebrate a win like that in your house, it's, oh yeah. yeah, your couch or Stuff's your recliner is the most underrated seat in uh, underrated seat in sports, no question. <laughs> well, for his, he broke his chair <laughs> celebrating the Georgia win last night. So I wonder if that's the only person that's ever done that. I'm going to guess no. Nikki, you, uh, well, first of all, I'll say this much. Swanee actually said that he uh, dislocated his shoulder, I think it was, what? celebrating a Blackhawks <laughs> goal during one of their uh, runs to the no. Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, he was he was so pumped. Oh, I'm laughing. Uh, and he threw out his shoulder. Then it turned out they disallowed the goal, but that's a whole other story. Oh, man, that's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, no, we had a, of course, you know, I'm a nut Spartan fan. Yeah. We had a Michigan State Spartan, like, it was like a little statue, and he was okay. holding a spear, you know, because he had like a shield and a spear. And I, I think it was going into the final four. We're jumping around. My brother, everyone's excited and high-fiving. He fell and the spear broke. So now he's like just a Sparty holding a random little stick. <laughs> never, and, never, and a great story to tell. It's like, yeah, and like I don't even want to glue it back on because I feel like the stick now represents, you know, that game. Yeah. So I, we all have broken something. I and mean, glasses, oh, I'm sure. I didn't want to think about that. Oh, I'm sure that's very common. So <laughs> should we take some calls right now? Yeah. Three, let's one, Absolutely. 312-233-1019. Did you ever break anything, body parts included, during a celebration. Yeah, were, maybe the craziest one. There are. We're talking about you're so happy. You're celebrating. Uh, oh, you broke something, but who cares? It was a happy break. 312-233-1019. And double your paycheck coming up in just a couple of minutes. First, though, here is Matt. Matt, you broke something celebrating on the mix. Yep. I was celebrating the Hawks victory in 2012, and I jumped up, tripped. Fell through a glass table and got 122 stitches. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Well, um, do you tell, is there a scar? that you? A scar? How about 100 scars? (laughs) Oh, that's crazy. All right, Matt, so were you feeling no pain at that moment? Were you so excited? It was just like, I don't care. It's worth it. Or were you like, okay, that was dumb? Uh, A little bit of both. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Adrenaline. His adrenaline was pumping. This is Mixed Mornings, weekdays 5.30 till 10. Today's variety, 101.9 The Mix. Easy bake what? No, <laughs> I can't cook that. I can't cook rice. Violetta can't cook hard-boiled eggs. And, <laughs> oh, man, Whip, you're nowhere near mac and cheese. You can't do any of that. So uh, we're not alone. We know uh, we all struggle with some supposedly easy things to cook. 312-233-1019. What can't you cook? How about Lori? You are on The Mix. Instant oatmeal. It's gummy and sticky. It never turns out creamy. <laughs> yeah, it's a lie. Uh, right. Yeah. They say it's quick and easy, and you're like, I, it tastes like terrible. Yep. No, I couldn't do that either. Totally agree. All right. Any others? Yeah, we also have Anna. Anna, what is supposedly easy to make that you just butcher every time? The Italian dessert, tiramisu. 
Oh, a little tiramisu. Oh, but I think that's, that's I wouldn't call that, that easy. Hard. You yeah. make it with the lady fingers, right? Yeah, you don't even have to bake it. You just put it all together, and somehow it never turns out. I think it has something to do with the egg. Okay. okay, yeah. See, yeah. it sounds easy as hell. I mean, it sounds like, a, you know, anybody could do it, right? I, <laughs> yeah. mean, I can't believe she would actually admit that. You're yeah, just but... soaking bread. Jeez. <laughs> it is true. Just because you don't actually have to bake it or cook it. You know what I mean? It could still be complicated. Yeah, like every, we just heard. I will tell you, everything to me sounds complicated. But yes, so. there are uh, there are top ten. Oh, it's the really? heads up. Yeah, the, okay. the, the the easy things people can't cook. Okay. Uh, number ten is fish. Nine grilled chicken. Eight yes, rice. Seven mashed potatoes. Yeah. Six mashed potatoes. potatoes. Yeah, well, you literally you just mash them. No, you add sour cream and milk, and oh. or you can be do garlicky. Uh, soup is five. Mac and cheese whip is number four. See, and I'll go back to the soup thing, too. I will say I once burned soup in college, and I got made fun of for years for that, but I'm not alone. <laughs> Pasta is three. Violetta, your eggs are coming at number really? two. Eggs are very hard. And something I learned from Gordon Ramsay, Gordon Ramsay is never <laughs> never cook with oil. Oh, my, my family always put oil in the pan first and then cook like a, hard, or a fried yeah. an egg. Butter. Only butter. Wait, your family owned a restaurant. Well, they don't make saying, breakfast food. You're saying that they didn't know? Well, what? that's a good thing, Vila, because you know what? Number one, this explains a lot. We just dove deep into your psyche what? here. What? Number one is pancakes. Pancakes? That is the most screwed oh. up easy food. Mm. So. I think I tried to do that once, too. You know, a lot of these are ringing a bell. Like, I, I tried yeah. once, and I didn't try again, and uh, and probably for the best. <laughs> and we... also, with my parents' restaurant is now closed, so oh, for no, subject. It's, it's all, they, they you know, know someone they're... ordered an egg once, and then the whole place closed. <laughs> they <laughs> ordered a pancake, and that did him in. <laughs> Way to go. The Dover Nuggets, there's only a few. Leftover Nuggets, they're not ones to chew. So I'm going to start off, this is wonderful. Farmers give cows VR headsets to reduce anxiety and increase milk productivity. <laughs> so a farmer has turned to virtual reality headsets to use on his cooped up cows and basically he's putting an image of meadows and pastures in front of them and it makes them happier. Um, his name is Azet from Turkey. He's using the headset on two different cows right now and he's already seen a difference in milk productivity. It's gone up from 22 liters to 27 liters a day. He says they're watching green pastures and it gives them an emotional boost. They are less stressed. Um, he used to use classical music to boost their morale, but now the you know virtual headsets are the way to go, way of the future. I'm just imagining all these cows with right. headsets bumping into bumping the wall. In. <laughs> like, like what? Yep. But yet feeling so liberated and ha- free. Happy and milky. Yeah. It's so That's sad. all you really need from oh, a cow. So sad and so weird and so satisfying. That's it. That's right. my nugget. Hey, from the why didn't I think of that category, Shoji Morimoto of Japan loves his job. He doesn't need to do much at it either. He's a 38-year-old man who offers his services as a rent-a-man. He told CBS Saturday morning, I I lend myself out to do nothing, which means I don't make any special effort. I don't initiate conversation. I reply to chit chat, and that's about it. Sounds about right. Yeah. Even just like (laughs) a regular man. Wow. He's got this down. (laughs) People pay him to join them in activities ranging from the mundane, like having a meal, to the extreme, like listening to a murder confession. He got what? his start in 2018. He was unemployed, decided to open a Twitter account called Do Nothing Rent a Man, and he now has more than 200,000 followers, and he says he books up to three gigs a day, has completed thir- uh, 3,000 of them, and gets paid to go hang out with people. And by the way, he does want to make clear, 
I'm not a friend or an acquaintance. I'm free of the bothersome things that accompany relationships but can ease people's sense of loneliness. Wow. That's a combination of sad and funny. We all have the wrong jobs. Right, exactly. paid to do that. Why didn't we think of it? my gosh. All right, move over, Walker Hayes, because love is in the air at Applebee's with new $5 Mucho cocktails. So here's what it is. It's back. The $5 Smucho Mucho Sips. They're perfect for coming in and sharing with friends or a date, whatever. You've got your choice. You can do the new Tipsy Cupid, which is a vodka lemonade with a Tito's vodka and strawberry and lemonade. Sounds mm-hmm. delicious. That does sound delicious. Right? Or the new date daiquiri. Uh, it is a swirled, a strawberry mango daiquiri made with Bacardi. Mm, that so one's can... mine. That one's mine. Okay. <laughs> no sharing there. It comes in a signature mucho glass. Plus, guests can enjoy these $5 mucho supo. Uh, mucho. Mucho. Come on. To go. So you can even get it to go as well at participating locations. You can do your smoochos to go. Trending on Twitter. Trending on Twitter. In at number three, there is a new TikTok challenge that is happening right now. And you know what? I think I'm with you finally (laughs) on the TikTok. So you know what this is? People, um, professional content creators, they call themselves, are peeling raw eggs. So they're trying to separate um, an egg from, like, the membrane. You know, that very thin layer of egg um, between that and the shell. So they're using toothpicks cuticle pushers, tweezers, metal blemish extractors. Those are some of the common um, tools that they're using to separate this. And it is hours and hours of fun. People who watch it say somehow it's very, it's oddly satisfying, relaxing, and fun. Um, Hashtag. (laughs) Yeah, like soap cutting. fun. Remember when soap cutting was a thing? Your kids are into that, right? Well, they were. I think they forgot about it. Well, maybe it was a couple years ago. A a little soap cutting goes a long way. I don't know how much you could be like, (laughs) yeah, I've been watching soap cutting for seven years. (laughs) Well, you can imagine that a lot of these creators are not uh, completing the challenge successfully, but more than 15 million views on these. A lot of these people are not working. Hey, they make a lot of money. I know. They're laughing at all of us. They're laughing at all of those. Uh, people, including us, who are working. Exactly. Yeah. Talking about making money, uh, Snoop Dogg is planning on a new hot dog brand called Snoop Dogs. Now, this is interesting <laughs> that he's doing it because back in 2016, Snoop made headlines after appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live, where he watched a step-by-step process of how hot dogs are made. And he famously, like after that, said, that's how a hot dog's made because uh, I am never eating a a mother, right. a hot yeah. dog yeah. again. And so now I guess they have found that the trademark office, that Snoop Dog is going to be uh, having Snoop Dogs, double G in that as well. Yeah, it was such a natural. I don't know how they didn't think of right. that years ago. They were like, well, this is how uh, hot dogs are made. And Snoop, this is how money is made. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm, in. I'm never mind. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned and see exactly what the details on that are. What we don't have to wait around for is is Emily in Paris because it is renewed for season three and four as if you haven't had enough of it, right? Season two is on Netflix now. Um, the original series debuted tw- uh, December 22nd for season two and uh, people are loving it. A lot of uh, mixed reviews though. Like there's two camps. Like you either love it or hate it. Um, but Lily Collins is one of the producers and stars of the show. So she's excited that they have signed on to season three and four. Do you watch it, Nikki? I watched the first season. I have to watch season two. And I'm very conflicted. Like, I I love the show. Her character makes me a little nuts. Yeah, right. So I, I like get nails that. on a chalkboard. Yeah. But the fashion. Yeah. Whip, you watch it for the fashion. 
I'm familiar with her father, Phil Collins. And with that, I would like to say Susu Studio. There you go. That's trending on Twitter. I don't know. Thank you for listening to the Mixed Mornings Podcast. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a moment. Of Mixed Mornings on 101.9 The Mix, Chicago.